Is cancel culture really why creators are less free with their opinions? Honestly, I think it's just more that there's more money in it now. Because as the space has gotten larger and there's more money to be had, there's just not as much incentive to do anything that might be incendiary. Like Squarespace uh, like was one of my first deals I ever had. This was years ago. One of my first forays into getting a sponsor. And like 90% through the deal, they pulled out because of something I said in a ramble, like 20 minutes in. A, a, a ramble that I consider to be pretty tame, they pulled it. And that was, a, that was maybe for $1,000. No one is making decisions on this platform based on what fuckwits say on Twitter. But you can guarantee that people are doing things and saying things based on what sponsors want. Because more mainstream sponsors are coming to the YouTube platform and there's more money to be made, people can't be as free with their opinions because sponsors will pull money. Cancel culture has seriously muted anyone with the wrong opinion? List them. List me the content creators who have seriously dropped off because of something that they've said. Like people talk, right, right now people talk about Dave Chappelle getting canceled. He goes from one venue to the next with roaring crowds of people and then goes home to his $10 million mansion going, man, I sure got canceled. Shane Dawson, he jerks off on a cat, does all this weird pedophilic sh shit. He's back making videos. Who was that popular guy who almost killed one of his friends and was apparently very abusive? He's also just come back, he's making videos. Call me Carson, he's back too. The amount of people who have actually been canceled and it's actually done something is so tiny and these people usually fit into a into a mold of they quit. They just quit. David Dobrik, yeah, he's back. People talk about cancel culture when they because it's it's a way of deflecting. Because if you come out and say, yo, I'm not gonna talk about this shit anymore, because it's gonna cost me some money. I might lose some sponsors. You, everyone's gonna go, we mean you've got millions of dollars. Fucking harden up and speak your mind. But if you say, guys, cancel culture. Fucking getting me, bro. Like, you think Dave Chappelle can't speak his mind? You think Dave Chappelle needs to be on Netflix? No. It's about the money. It's always about the money. No one gives two shits what people say on Twitter. Short of actually being taken off the fucking platform, you aren't going to be affected by someone talking shit on Twitter, except for the sponsors. And isn't people shit talking on Twitter? It's the sponsors going, hey, yo, you, you saying this shit might reflect upon our brand and we'll lose money. So shut the fuck up. If sponsors did not give two shits about public opinion, neither would content creators. It's like, you remember when fucking Cuomo, or the, the, the Democrat dude, how he was, he, he was getting accused of sexual assault left, right, and center, and he's like, yo, this is cancel culture. Every time someone's accused of anything, for any reason, they go, guys, it's cancel culture. Because it's the it's the perfect way to deflect anything. It's it's just this buzzword for like any sort of criticism or backlash for fucking anything. You 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 could have killed a small child and like kicked their corpse into a pit of dogs. And the next thing that we are that person's mouth is look, cancel culture run amok. The amount of people who actually lose their jobs or have any tangible long-term impact from cancel culture is effectively zero in when you're in the public sphere. Because your audience are not going to give a shit unless you've truly done something wrong. You give it like two months and you just come back and people have moved on to the next thing. Like Keemstar is the perfect example. Keemstar has been cancelled like 15 times. And what, what ended up getting him? He retired. The only way cancel culture does something is if you go home and leave. 
or you get kicked off a platform. If you get kicked off a platform, it doesn't matter how fucking amazing your audience is or how supportive or because you literally can't come back. Like fucking the info wars dude. Alex Jones, he got fucking cancelled. He experienced the effects of cancel culture. And that was because the platforms themselves went, nah, too much of a liability, son, get the fuck out. Short of that, or going to jail, there's the cancel culture isn't doing shit to you. It's a bunch of millionaires whining about people criticizing them. People have always had strong opinions about topics. It's just now they have Twitter where they can complain, all of us can, and we all do, 24 fucking seven. We have a 24-hour news cycle. We have endless feeds of content, of information, of people speaking. We didn't have that in the past. Motherfucker, there were riots. People burning books. People people calling up fucking artists, like m musicians, to Congress to defend their work. People are being def offended by shit you can't even fathom. People would get arrested for, like, showing their ankles at the beach. This The, the, the world of human history is people being offended for, from stuff we consider dumb today. People have always been offended. People have always wanted to cancel people, get them out of the public sphere. The, the, the culture wars have always been a thing. People, different competing ideologies trying to get the, the new generation to be, and behold their ideas and uphold them as they, as they grow up. And it's always been a thing. But now we have social media and it just makes it seem 10,000 times more toxic because there is no break. Once upon a time, like, you go to work and you talk to some people or you watch like one TV show or you listen to the radio like an hour a day and, and that's all you, all you got to experience in terms of the, the culture war between different factions of, of, of political and social discourse. But now it's 24-7. You have it in your pocket all the fucking time. It's the same principles, but just magnify it a thousandfold. But people seriously believing you can be cancelled. Motherfucker. You like... The, there are pockets of the internet that support flat earthers. Like, na name a position, there is someone who supports that thing, right? There, we, we are so interconnected that there is money to be made in supporting literally fucking anything. There are people right now making millions of dollars pushing forth flat earther bullshit. It doesn't matter the position. You, you can't get cancelled. As long as you stay in the game, you just move around to a different audience. Unless, of course, you literally can't reach the audience by not being on the platforms. If you hear someone saying, cancel culture, what they're really saying is, please leave me alone, I don't want to have to defend myself. Because it is stressful. Because it is fucking stressful. It doesn't matter what you've fucking done, whether people are justifiably angry, angry with you or not, it's so fucking stressful having thousands of people yelling at you. And giving a minute defense of yourself of everyone's possible criticisms is a fucking hard thing to do. So I can't really blame people for just going, look guys, it's cancer culture, just ignore all of it, leave me the fuck alone, you know? But that's all it is. It's a way to massively simplify reality for an audience. It's a, it's a buzzword, it's, it's nonsense. My god, you, you think people on the Disney Channel were coming out and talking about their fucking political p opinions? It's just there's more sponsorship money now. If you were on TV, you also lived a sanitized life. If you sign a, a movie deal, there are certain uh, clauses in that that talk about how you can present yourself publicly while associated with the brand. That's not cancel culture, that's always been a thing. But now YouTube is just more mainstream. Live streaming is more mainstream. Once upon a time, if you spoke your minds and pissed off some brand, you're losing a, a, a thousand bucks. Now you're losing potentially millions. Who the fuck cares more about for like, like let's, like, most of these careers last what, like five years. Let's say, guys, 
you you have to not be openly public about like positions that might piss people off for five years and you get 50 million dollars would you take it who the fuck wouldn't that's what this is what these guys are being presented with this is the deal that they've been said look shut the fuck up about stuff that might piss people off take 50 million who isn't taking that deal like me i'm not even as big as these guys if you dig back in my old content even two years ago i was talking about religion and philosophy and all this does morality politics i was way more opinionated with that shit but i got a bigger audience and so there was more people to piss off i was offered more money with sponsorships and it's like i'm already over these topics i've been talking about them for years why would i jeopardize all that to to, to continue to spout these opinions all i'm going to be doing is preaching to the choir it's not going to convince anyone it's not going to change anyone's minds why would i give up so much for fucking nothing the only topics i still speak on are those that I actually care about. For example, I, I made that video criticizing Grade A Under A. That might have, that certainly pissed off some people in my audience, could piss off brands, but I cared about that. If you don't believe yourself particularly qualified to change minds, if you're not passionate about some political topic, why the fuck would you talk about it? Why would you give up millions and large audience to be like, hey man, here is my position on Israel versus Palestine. Like, you you think, like, let, let me, let me uh, you think the reason why this motherfucker doesn't, go out and talk about his position on Israel versus Palestine is because it's, it's just sponsorship money because of cancel culture. He doesn't have a fucking position on these things. He doesn't give a fuck. Most of these fucking people are like early 20s. Maybe they just don't give a fuck. Like this, this idea of Keems that every fucking content creator has to be giving every opinion that they have. They, they're made to make, they're made content. They're meant to be entertaining. Once upon a time, it was like the standard practice for content creators to shut the fuck up and make entertaining shit. That was people's preference. Like when this was a brand new industry or whatever, you know, this is to go back eight years or something. The biggest content creators were all young, all of them. And now we have the up and coming, the kids who have millions of subscribers and stuff. But you got to imagine those people are like more handled these days, right? Like, like. What I'm saying is the person who had like 5 million subscribers eight years ago wouldn't be making the kind of money that a person with 5 million subscribers is making today. If they're like 20 with all that fucking energy and just anger and and uh, w w go, go off with a, a moment's notice, there's no manager there being paid 100 grand a year to be like, whoa, bro, don't do it. They just fucking go at it. But today, with all the money in it, any person who's young and gets big has enough people around them to say yo don't do this or how this will this affect your brand they've got the circle of managers to stop that shit from happening which didn't happen back in the day and the other content creators who aren't young have are now old and so just don't have that sort of conflict mentality as much they've got their money it's just like ah you know let's just fucking chill good intentions don't change disruptive behavior it doesn't matter how sincere a person is in doing something, it's still gonna be disruptive or annoying. That's just the way it is. Let's say uh, a person comes from a culture where commonly to bring people's attention, they chuck rocks through windows. That's just a thing. And they sincerely are doing so, not with any attempt to annoy you or cause destruction to your property, but just to get your attention as they would with anyone else. It's not malicious, they're just sincerely attempting to get your attention in the way that is normal where they come from. Despite that, I still don't want them chucking rocks at my house. The effects of this sincere, non-malicious action is still the reality that it's going to break my windows. I only have a certain amount of energy, attention, 
or level of comfort and patience and shit that I can display on stream. Especially when I'm having a bad day. A person's desire to be sincerely annoying is not something I have to tolerate, you know? My clothing shopping spree. So I went out today and I went shopping. I haven't bought clothes in like a bajillion years and I hate buying clothes. So I'm just like, I'll take this and this and this. Just anything that is, like I want some fancy clothes. So anything that is long sleeved and dark, I bought that. And anything that's like a black pair of pants, I bought that too. And they're like, oh, you're buying a lot of stuff. Is that because it's Black Friday? I'm like, oh, it is Black Friday. That's cool. I legit bought $1,500 worth of stuff and I saved $500. As in, so it cost me $1,000. And I hope to never buy clothing again. I hope most of it fits. I barely, like I, 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 I tried everything on, but like sizes don't mean sizes anymore, chat. It's stupid. Right now, I'm like a straight 34. No, no, so I'm, I'm a straight medium, but like if it's a medium slim fit, it's too small. So then I have to go large. So I'm a, I'm a large slim fit or a medium. And medium probably just a little bit too tight and slim fit large, maybe just a little bit too large, but there's nothing I can do about it. As far as pants go, the same sort of thing. I'm, I'm between a 34 and a 35 sort of thing, depending on the particular type. And I'm like, so I like denim pants different from like chinos. What's a chino? It's just like, and then I tried this other pair of pants and like, I was up to like a 38 before it was kind of, I could wear it, it was dumb. And like, I'm losing more weight, hopefully. Yeah, I don't know. So I just bought a bunch of stuff and they said I can um, bring in stuff to change for sizing and stuff. So that's, that's good. My phone call with YouTube to do a yearly channel review. I had a call with um, YouTube, um, which was interesting. Like most of the conversation that I remember is her going, oh, you're doing really well with this statistic. Um, you're, you're doing better than what you'd expect. Like, you're, you're beating what normally happens here. Normally these numbers are going down right now, but yours are going up for some reason. I'm like, hey. <laughs> like, because it was comparing last last year to this year. And it's like, so you're up like 300% in this, 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 this. It's like, I'm basically up, up, up like 300% on everything since last year. How my audio production has improved. Way, way back in the day, I had all of my audio on one audio track. And so you had to be very creative with the audio. If I wanted to remove my voice and zoom, I would have to take audio from somewhere else where I'm not speaking and move it in. Um, it was, I couldn't just turn up one thing. It was a huge pain. Then I found out that it was very easy to separate my microphone and all other audio. You can do that in OBS with just software. Very simple stuff. And so for a long time, that was my thing. I had two audio tracks with the microphone and all other audio. So I could very easily just remove my mic entirely. Then I found out that if you have a uh, GoXLR or whatever the thing, what, what are these things called? The um, audio mixes. It gives you additional audio tracks on your PC that you can then point towards specific things on your PC. So I've got one set to, so the first one is just my microphone. The second one is the game and all other PC audio. The third one is OBS audio, which is my alerts. And the fourth one is music. So I can turn specific things up and down now. Like you, you notice in my older videos, whenever I wanted to turn up someone speaking in the game, I'd have to turn up the music as well. So things are definitely improved. But as I say to do this, you have to have a mixer. Or you can use 
virtual audio cables, but it's a huge pain in the ass. Annoying Zoomer editing styles. Editing style is nice, it feels smooth and not like clunky. I hate edits of stuff that are just like, every single cut cuts exactly on the word, and there is no air, no air anywhere. It is, it, it drives me fucking crazy. Zoomers, with their one fraction of a nanosecond attention span, needing these, these fucking Roblox people to like, every single frame be speaking wild. Like a sentence that drags on along forever without any pause. Exactly! Exactly! Like, my cutting is... I, I, I'm, I'm trying to make sure no time is wasted, but it still sounds like speech. It, it is still... It still has time to breathe. You know? Twitch's new ban evasion detection methods. Twitch has a thing now where it tells you if a person is a possible ban evader. I guess it's when people, like, uh, their account is like, let's say, a minute old and they've been following for a minute or whatever. Or, uh, a person subs immediately after coming to a channel or something. But I suppose for me, uh, cause a lot of people come from YouTube, there will be people who've, uh, actual accounts that have just, uh, subbed after a minute or whatever. We all have an agency bias. So, there's this thing where humans have a bias towards assuming agency is responsible for fucking any anything. Imagine the humans in the past, and there's two extremes. There's one guy who, whenever he hears, like, a twig snap or a bush rustle, he's like, ah, it's just the wind, or ah, it's just the rock falling or something. This guy never goes to check it out, right? And this guy might be right 99% of the time. There's nothing there. But that one time he's wrong, and it is actually something. It's not just the wind. He's unprepared, and so he, like, dies to a wild animal or something. Then you have the other guy who is, like, he hears, like, a small creak. He's like, oh my god, there's a lion behind the fucking bush. I must go investigate. It doesn't matter, like, how small the rustle of a bush is. This guy is immediately alert, checking that shit out to make sure that it isn't some agent about to try to kill him. Now, of those two guys, the second guy is probably gonna be wrong so much more. He's probably gonna be wrong, like, 99% of the time, but he will always be fucking prepared. And so he is more likely to survive. Where, in that 100 event where the first guy died, that 100 vent, the second guy will live. And so, our ancestors are the second guys. We come from the people who overassume agency for fucking everything. So, you see like, a small bit of fluff out of the corner of your eye. You're like, oh my god, it's a spider! Okay, it's not a spider. Fair enough. You're, you're late at night, sitting in bed, and you hear a creak. Now, it could just be your house contracting and expanding because it gets hotter and colder at night, but it also could be someone trying to kill you, and your brain's just like, Someone's trying to kill you, man. Someone's breaking your house right now. You should go check that shit out. But it's not, it's been, it has never been someone breaking into my house, brain. Like, the entire history of my life, I've gotten up like a thousand times. Not even once has it been someone there. And your brain's like, man, but what if? What if this fucking time it is an agent? You go, fine. And so you get up, you walk around your house and go, there's no one here. And then you feel okay and you go back to sleep. So that's the existence, right? And so obviously, living alone, sometimes I get those feelings. Where my, where my brain's like, motherfucker, things don't feel right. Look around. There's probably some agent about to stab you. There has never been, in the entire history of my life, an agent there about to stab me. But what if? <laughs> you know? So yeah, living alone, on rare occasions, I will get those feelings. But it's just something you gotta live with as a human, you know? Coke no sugar is better than Pepsi Max. 
Guys, by the way, Coke, no sugar, I'm seeing this right now, is better than Pepsi Max. There is a new king of the no sugar soft drinks. It's Coke. I didn't think Coke could win, but they've won. At least they're on top right now. Okay, finish what Pepsi Max I have. I mean, I, I do have quite a bit of it left in there. I mean, how could I have known such a thing was gonna happen? But I'll finish my Pepsi Max and I'll move to something else. Your current feelings of success is relative to those around you. Chat, why is nothing ever enough? Like, I am successful. I don't need to be successful as Smallens or Point Crow or Ludwig. You know, I, I can be just really, really successful. Not really, 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 really successful. You know? Does human nature always want more? I, no, it's not... It's, it's just that... That feeling of growing, of getting bigger, of getting success is always relative to where you are. As you go from one to two to three to four to five, six, eight, eight, you gotta, the growth has gotta be as significant as before for you to get the same feeling. Do I feel I'm not going fast enough? It's, I, no, I, I'm not a person obsessed with growth. It is nice to feel like I'm getting bigger doing stuff. I don't know, man. It's just when I get stuck on projects like this, I just doubt myself and I think about everything, you know? I am passionate about passion. You're watching tournament makes me think you admire people who work hard and do what they love regardless of the metastasis. I love passion. Passion is fucking amazing. I almost tweeted out, I envy furries because at least they're passionate about something. And I was like, no, I am kind of passionate about stuff. And uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what kind of response that kind of tweet would have, you know. I Because all, all I was trying to say is that as long as your passion doesn't hurt others, I, just, I respect it. Like, if you're passionate about fridges, I respect that shit. If you're passionate about collecting stamps, I respect that shit. I'm passionate about passion. And you find people who kind of drift through life, never feeling strongly about fucking anything, and you gotta pity these people. And I've been there, you know? Everyone needs that thing that they can follow and, a non-destructive thing that they can follow and, and grow with and, and learn just infinitely about. And these guys who spend, you know, 20 years on, 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 on this game and still play it, um, it's cool. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.